Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. I'm Cliff Hickman of the Cant Repository, along with Mike Popovich of the Rep, and we're reviewing Friday Night in Week 7. And we're going to start off with the biggest news of the night, Mike. You were out at Sandy Valley for the Blair Watch Project there, Cameron Blair, Gets the record he was looking for in a 49-6 victory over Strasburg. Yeah, Cameron Blair is now the new Stark County career leader for touchdown passes. He has 75. He came into the game with uh, 70, uh, needing just four to uh, pass Charles Babb from Alliance. And... uh, You know, when you saw the first drive of the game against a a pretty undermanned Strasburg team, Sandy Valley needed just less than a minute to score. And uh, uh, Cameron Blair was... he he had only one incompletion uh, on that drive, and it was a drop pass. And uh, that was the only incompletion he had in the whole game. Uh, played just a half uh, through five touchdown passes. And um, one of the coolest ones of the night, I think, was uh, on the one where he tied it. Uh, Mason Tucci uh, ran about 50 or 60 yards just to avoid the pursuit and get a uh, 38-yard touchdown completion. So... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a big night for Sandy Valley. It's an impressive uh, record to do it in just uh, two and a half seasons. Um, you know, we talked before about uh, Maslin's Aiden Longwell. He's now up to seventy career touchdown passes. Um, depending how things go, you never know. Uh, uh, Cameron Blair next year, you know, during his senior year, could break this record again, and which would be uh, <laughs> quite the unique feat. So, uh, you know, congratulations to him he's uh he deserves it and uh it's uh it's an impressive feat now if he stays healthy for his entire career i think we're looking at triple digits probably next year at some point that's going to be an awfully difficult record to reach wherever it ends up at oh no doubt i mean you're talking about a kid who uh as a freshman uh uh, or as a sophomore, excuse me, uh, had uh, you know well over 30 touchdown passes. Now, he's been asked to do some different things this year. Um, he bulked up a little bit during the offseason. He's put on some weight. He's been uh, used as, you know, running a lot of quarterback keepers, and I think he's got over, uh, I think he's got over 10 touchdowns rushing as well and is the second leading rusher on the team. But, um you know, once everything's all said and done, uh, he's going to uh, he is going to be tough to catch uh, as far as the uh, career touchdown passes record. And Mike, what is it that stands out about him? You don't get to throw that many touchdowns by accident. You've probably seen him more than anybody in the office. When you watch him play, what are some of the traits that you really you're really impressed by? Well, you can tell he's a real student of the game. You know, I've been told, you know, he's he's one of the hardest working kids on the team and a lot of a lot of what he does it's not like it's all of them are like 50 yard touchdown bombs um he relies a lot on his uh uh, his teammates, uh, you know, to make plays for him. Like, a, you know, I talked to you about, uh, you know, Mason Tucci, the play he made tonight. Uh, Demetrius Evans is another guy who can, uh, another receiver who could turn a short gain into a long touchdown. Uh, 
at least three of the touchdown passes tonight were shovel passes, you know, including one to uh, uh, the running back, Brendan Abadovich, that uh, broke the record. So, you know, just being a smart quarterback and, you know, being able to, uh, you know, f- you know, use the the resources he has as far as his uh, running backs and receivers, you know, make him so effective. Man, you talk about that record. There's plenty more records that come tonight. You mentioned Aiden Longwell. He set one. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Right now, though, we're going to turn our eyes to the Federal League, the game everybody was looking at, McKinley and Jackson. The Bulldogs defeat the Polar Bears 20-6 to tonight. Lemire Garrett and Elijah Wesley both over 100 yards rushing. Lemire Garrett over 1,000 yards rushing on the season for McKinley. The defense also had a tremendous night for the Bulldogs. Ethan Adkins, the great Jackson running back, was stopped on 4th and 1 at the goal line on one possession that turned out to be huge in this low-scoring game. Although Adkins was able to get a couple big runs and now he's over a thousand yards on the season so it was i think everything everyone expected it to be mike yeah i think uh when you look at the the big picture right now i think this was uh, a game where you could possibly say well when you're looking at the federal league uh, title race you know you have to put mckinley as the favorite right now i mean they've gone through um if i remember right three straight Tough opponents being Hoover, Lake, and and Jackson, who were, you know, all in the mix. And, you know, they're able to win all three of those games. So uh, McKinley, uh, 6-1 and one right now, uh, uh, unsuccessful two-point conversion away from possibly being undefeated is when you look at, you know, the season that they're having. And, uh, you know, like you said, Lemire Garrett, 1,000 yards rushing, he's uh, – He's one of the best in the county. It certainly doesn't get much better than that if it gets better at all. And another big game we were keeping an eye on. This one was back and forth all night here in the office. Hoover 38, Lake 35. Hoover gets a touchdown with just over a minute to play to go ahead and holds on for the win. Mike, that was a game both teams really wanted to have going down the stretch. Yeah, it's uh, Hoover, uh, you know, has been having a little bit of a a run of a little bit of tough luck lately, you know, with, uh, you know, losing to uh, McKinley and losing to uh, Perry. So, uh, you know, this was kind of a this was kind of a make or break game for them. Yeah, the big news for Lake Drayden Owens, the fantastic running back, just short of 1,000 yards, goes off with an injury. It didn't sound good. They said he wasn't putting any weight on his leg. Uh, We'll have updates on that next week, but certainly a situation that bears watching for the Blue Streaks. That would be a horrible loss for them if he can't play. Yeah, that's really too bad to hear uh, because I got to talk with him a couple weeks ago when we did our Player of the Week segment. Real good kid. We marveled at that that great touchdown run that he had against Louisville in that one win so uh you know all the best to him he's a he's an exceptional talent and uh boy he'd be uh, really missed if he was uh, out for any uh period of time and yeah, hopefully he's able to get back out there and we wish him a speedy recovery also we have Perry and Green Perry 
holds on for a 42-21 win. This game was close in the first half, but the Panthers were able to pull away tonight. A lot of offense for Perry. And to wrap up the Federal League, Mike, we had St. Vincent, St. Mary 38, uh, Glen Oak 7. So really in the, the final two games, do you see any surprises there? No, not really. Um, you know, we kind of expected Perry to Perry to be green and uh you know, Perry's on a good run now after losing to Jackson a couple weeks ago. So uh, I'm kind of anxious to see now. Um, I don't know who they have next week. I know usually week nine is uh, McKinley week for them. And, you know, that might be, uh, you know, that might be uh, 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 McKinley's last big hurdle if they want to uh, claim the federal league title and that game's setting up to have all kind of implications for several teams in that league that's going to be a good one to keep an eye on we're going to come back with some more news in just a moment first though the friday night ohio podcast is powered by sarda sarda providing over 5,000 rides a day for work sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year sarda takes you to work school medical appointments and more sarda where can we take you today And we're going to take a quick look at the Eastern Buckeye Conference, Mike. Only one real big game of any consequence tonight. Alliance held off Salem 24-20. And the big news there is Alliance's great quarterback, Brandon Alexander, was injured at some point during the week and unable to play. Backup Braden Hartsoe takes the Aviators to the victory. Again, the final score here is a bit deceiving, Mike. Salem scored two touchdowns in the final uh, three minutes, much like they did against Marlington last week to make the score close. So even with the backup quarterback, Alliance had an 18-point lead for much of the fourth quarter. Yeah, next man up. That's what they always say. And, uh, you know, like you said, Brandon Alexander, uh, you know, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big key player for Alliance and, and to lose him and still be able to come out uh, with a victory against uh, uh, Salem, you know, who was, you know, you know, in the thick of this EBC race. And now, uh, you know, I believe now the uh, the only two undefeated teams left are uh, Alliance and uh you know, as we go on to Marlington here, who beat Minerva tonight, uh, uh, fifty-six to seven, that sets up for that possible uh, Week Ten battle for the title. Yeah, that's always a that's always an intense game, and it only gets better when there's a league title on the line. And it certainly looks like we're on a collision course with that. I will say, Braden Hartsoe has quarterback experience. He was actually uh, competing for the starting job last year with Brandon Alexander, but man, it's hard to turn down the tools of a six foot three guy like Brandon Alexander when you have him. But Braden Hartsoe very capable of directing that offense. Jeff Talbert also had a couple touchdown runs for Marlington you mentioned the 56 to 7 win CJ Griner had just a huge night he had multiple rushing and throwing touchdowns Uh, it was everything you wanted to see from them Anthony Sabatino up over 150 yards he's just shy of a thousand probably going to get that next week so the Dukes seem to be really clicking on all cylinders yeah they needed uh, I think they kind of needed to have uh uh, 
I'll say an easier game than the last couple of weeks. They've been uh, challenged uh, uh, by uh, by Carrollton and Salem. I know uh, they needed to score a, a late touchdown against Carrollton to kind of put that game away, and then they had to hold off a big Salem rally last week. So uh, uh, against Minerva, they're able to uh, control things, and now they've they've won four games in a row since that uh, week three loss to New Philadelphia. Yeah, Nolan Hooker there is another player that's emerging, rushing touchdown. He also had a fumble return for about 36 yards for a touchdown. So big night for him in the Marlington defense. Uh, Moving on, the rest of the league, West Branch is on a winning streak. They won their second in a row. They take out Canton South 21-7 tonight. You mentioned Carrollton, a tough night for the Warriors. Central Catholic, 42, Carrollton 6. So the Crusaders are starting to pick up some steam, it looks like. Yeah, I think the the big key for uh, Central is – you know whether it's against uh, an opponent that's having a great season or even against an opponent who's struggling like Carrollton is uh, central was able to get its offense going again i mean last couple of weeks it's been uh, a tough go for them and they were uh, fortunate to get out of last week's game against green with a win despite scoring uh just one touchdown so tonight they were able to uh able to open up a 28 nothing lead real fast and then cruise on to the win And you mentioned you had an interesting note this week about that game. Central Catholic hadn't won back-to-back games since the state title season, and that's another thing that happened here tonight. They get that done. A winning streak. Boy, Trucker Lindesmith's got to be really happy tonight. I I wish I could have been here to hear the cheers in the locker room. It's a a real neat thing, you know, when you go cover a Central game and uh, uh, the – they have these different uh they have these different cheers you know uh about certain things that they've done during the game after wins and it's it's a really cool thing to see so yeah two victories in a row and uh uh, you know, when you want to put together a winning streak, now's the now's the time of year where you want to do it. Absolutely. And you mentioned Coach Linda Smith, one of the nicest guys you'll run across in, in any sport. So it's always uh, nice to see him have some success out there. If I could cover Jeff Linda Smith every week, I wouldn't have no complaints. Just <laughs> a very class man. And he runs a he runs a great program there at Central. Absolutely. And we're going to get into some more news in a moment. First, the Goodwill Drive to Victory returns this season. Fans will be able to donate clothes and housewares at a donation trailer set up at a participating site. Donations will be sold in local Goodwill stores and support employment programs for people in our community with disabilities or other barriers to employment. Donate stuff. Help your school. Help your community. And we mentioned records earlier, Mike. We're going to pay off on that right now. First, Louisville defeats Cardinal Mooney 20-14 to in double overtime. The Davis Burek had a six-yard touchdown run to win the game. The big story, though, Colton Jones throws two touchdown passes to break Neil Seaman's record. He now has 50 in his career. He is your Louisville Leopards career touchdown passing leader. Well, when you have a record at Louisville that has a great tradition in football, that's a that's a pretty significant accomplishment. Uh, I've only really had a chance to see Colton Jones play 
one, maybe two games a quarterback. And, uh, boy, I wish I could have really watched him play more. Um, I remember a, a game a couple of years ago, uh, or it might have even been last season, if, you know, these years run together, Cliff, you know, um, where he, uh, he threw a lot of touchdown passes and a win against Lake. And, uh, and uh, he threw for a lot of yards. So, uh, you know, c- congratulations to him. That's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment. From what I remember seeing from him, what struck me about him was the quick decision-making. It always seemed he knew right where to go with the ball, no matter what the situation was, and he had the arm strength to make it happen. He just seemed to have like a sixth sense where he would just find the guy that was the most open just very quickly. It's hard for defenses to kind of key on anyone when you have a guy that's that fast about knowing where he wants to go with the ball. Right. And like we talked about with with Cam Blair, I mean, a lot of times too, your teammates help you uh, uh, with accomplishments like this. Uh, you know, Davis Burek, for example. You know, he's been he's been around since his uh, his freshman year, I believe, for for Louisville. He's a really good multi sport athlete there, and uh, you know, uh, so you know, the receivers also play a big role in these records. Absolutely. And speaking of records, we had Maslin. They continue to roll. They defeat Gateway 48-12 to tonight, Mike. Uh, the big story there is Aiden Longwell sets the Maslin single-game record for longest touchdown pass. He threw a 95-yard touchdown to Jaden Ballard. So you mentioned him earlier. He continues to pile up numbers and accumulate records. Yeah, and Aiden, Aiden Longwell. Aiden Longwell now with 70 touchdown passes. Um, you know, Maslin, I, I, 7-0 right now. They might have had six games with running clocks, or maybe this is the seventh. I don't know. This is six out of seven. I can confirm that. Yeah, and uh, you, know, you, you wonder how many touchdown passes Aiden Longwell would be having right now if, uh, uh, you know, these games were closer. I'm sure he was taken out of the game. Uh, and a lot of these, yeah. Right, but, uh, you know, uh, Jaden Ballard is on the receiving end of that uh, record-setting touchdown pass, and uh, I haven't seen Jaden Ballard play football, but I've seen Jaden Ballard run track, and Jaden Ballard's fast, and to have that weapon on your side is a big asset to have for Maslin and for Aiden Longwell. Absolutely. Anytime you're talking about setting a record at Maslin, you think of all that history. That's just a hard place you would think to to start cracking into records. So anytime you do that, you've done something special. Right. And I'm going to anxious to see, you know, when Aiden Longwell's career is finished, how many passing records he's going to end up with at Maslin. But uh, I think, uh, you know, if you ask him, you know, the one thing he's going to want at the end of the season is is a state championship after coming as close as they did last season. And, uh, boy, it looks like they, they have the talent to uh, contend for one. Absolutely. And then a couple of other scores of note. Uh, Northwest snaps its losing streak. They take out Triway 49-18. to uh, Jordan Mick and Braden Mick had a huge night connecting with each other multiple times for touchdown. Uh, the Indians get back on the winning track. Another big game, Mike. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas defeated Warren JFK 34-9. That's a nice win for the Knights. Right. This was a, this was a game involving two teams in Division 7 Region 20, 
I don't want to say I'm going to miss. I'm going to get the region wrong. Probably I'm going to say 25, but they're in the same region in Division Seven, and uh, you know they were both sitting in playoff positions tonight. And Aquinas gets the win. Uh, this was a Warren JFK team uh, who was a, a state championship program a couple of years ago in Division Seven, and it's a team that uh, that had its way with Aquinas when Aquinas was in the uh, North Coast League, but uh, the Knights uh, turned things around and this game, Alex Hawkins threw for five touchdown passes, had over 300 yards passing. Asian Bird had over uh, 200 yards receiving. Uh, so the Knights are back to the Knights have a winning streak right now. They're one, two in a row, and now they're five and two. Now they're looking good down the stretch. That's going to be a team to keep an eye on these last three weeks of the regular season. We're going to move on to wrap things up, but first, the Akron Children's Hospital Friday Night Ohio.com Game of the Week continues in Week 8 next Friday. The live stream broadcast in partnership with iHeartRadio will be on Friday Night Ohio.com and the Friday Night Ohio app. Sam Berkwin will have all the action for you, and we'll have an announcement on the game on this show early next week, so stay tuned for that. And now just to wrap up a couple of other things. We're not done with records, Mike. Fairless fell to Manchester 35-28 to tonight. That was a wild game. Uh, Manchester led this by two touchdowns at one point, and... Uh, Fairless able to fight their way back in, tie it up 28-28 in the fourth quarter. But uh, Manchester scores with, I believe, eight seconds left to get the win. The big record, though, for Fairless, a 99-yard touchdown pass. Ethan Brindley finds Connor Durant. That's He can't get much better than 99 yards, Mike. Nope, can't get him much better than that. And... Uh, can't imagine what uh, you know that that had to give them a big lift because I think uh, one time you know I I looked at our scoreboard on the website once and I think I saw Manchester having a twenty eight to six lead in this game at one point. Yeah, I think I think I may be getting confused with our next game. I think you're right. That lead was bigger. Ethan Wright for Manchester over a thousand yards is is the news for the Panthers as they're able to find a way to to get that victory. And you mentioned the other big Pac-7 game, Tuslaw and Loudonville. And this is the game that had the 14-point lead. Loudonville led 28-14 to early in the second half. Tuslaw comes back to squeak out a one-point win, and the Mustangs needed that to stay in the playoff hunt. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Down two touchdowns at halftime. And, and my question to you, Cliff, was were you guarding the uh, flip phone tonight? Cause I, I guarded it with my life, and uh, it was as busy as you would expect. Yeah, I'm sure, the, you know, this game alone, you know, especially in the second half, so uh, a with uh, Tusla rallying as they did. Yeah, there was a couple. There was a couple uh, games that had the circuit boards on that uh, firing pretty quick. We haven't had a meltdown yet. Uh, we may have one when I accidentally drop it in a cup of water, but we haven't had the meltdown yet. Well, don't do that. We've got three regular season games left, and uh, or three se- three weeks of regular season games left, and. Well, five weeks of postseason if uh, you want to look at the uh, best-case scenario. When you put it that way, Mike, I'm not seeing the downside of dropping it in a cup of water. I'm just joking. Don't call my boss. 
And uh, finally, this was one that surprised me. Mike Tusky Central Catholic gets a 44 to 39 win over East Canton. Nathaniel Sunthimer had a huge game for the Hornets in the setback, though. He ran for uh, close to 250 yards, four touchdowns. He also threw a touchdown and had another 45 yards passing, so close to 300 yards of total offense. Yeah, it looks like Sunthimer's really had to carry the load for them in, in recent weeks. And uh, this was uh, this is a tough setback for East Canton because I think now um, they're might be in a position where they have to they have to win out to to get back to the postseason and continue this streak they have um they have sandy valley next week so um, that's a tough draw that's a tough draw for 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 them so uh you know it's it's probably going to be a must win next week for them and and you know the way the way sandy valley's playing right now it seems like an even tougher hurdle but um yeah you have to feel bad for a player like uh Sontheimer who's you know who's had these great games and you know he was able to help uh, rally him last week against Malvern but they uh come up short in a in an IBC North game against Tusky Central Catholic and you mentioned them facing Sandy Valley and Cameron Blair next week uh, Tusky Central Catholic got them for over 350 yards passing so that might be a game where uh, Blair might have an opportunity to uh, add some numbers to that I think you're going to see a lot of offense because Suntimer's awful difficult to stop himself uh, that could be a lot of fun so you're saying I'm going to that game next week then? Well, I don't have the authority to make that decision, but it sounds like a fun game to me. Hey, if that's the draw, hey, I'll take it. I, I, I enjoy watching those. I enjoy watching both of those teams play. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just the henchman, Mike. You have to, you have to take it up with management. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Friday Night Ohio podcast. Thanks for downloading and listening. This is powered by Sarda. And again, Sarda provides over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? They're going to take us out of the office for the night, Mike. That is it. We're getting on that metaphorical Sarda bus and heading home. And then I'm heading to cross country earlier in the morning morning in the rain so you keep the bus on standby just let it warm up outside your house for a couple hours or maybe maybe just take a nap on it while you're out there (laughs) waiting in the uh waiting in the cold wet probably morning because that's how things work well this is a podcast from the canton repository sports department look for our next episode early next week for mike popovich i'm cliff hickman we will see you after wild